welcome back to Made in the 80s, a podcast about the 80s by people who were made in the 80s. I'm Shalia. I'm Tim. I'm Kendon. And yeah, we're back in the 80s this week. Last week was a Flash to the Future episode where we stayed in 2019, but this week we are back in the 80s, 1988 to be exact, for Rain Man, Dustin Hoffman, and Tom Cruise. But first, what's the news? Um, The news, they're doing a... um. A new, I don't know if you guys heard this, they're doing a uh, Invisible Man movie. Who's Is this that? part of the Dark Universe? No. But they, they announced they, that at some point, right? Preemptively. Anyway, but it's done by Bloomhouse, who, you know, does horror and stuff. They did Get Out. They've done, a, you know, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, so they briefly gave a synopsis um, where the film centers around Cecilia, played by Elizabeth Moss, who everyone knows from Handmaid's Tale. A woman trapped in a violent, controlling relationship with a wealthy and brilliant scientist. She escapes in the dead of night and disappears into hiding, aided by her sister, Harriet. Uh, her sister, played by Harriet Dyer. Their childhood friend, played by Haldis Hodge. And a teenage daughter, played by Storm Reed. But when Cecilia's abusive ex, played by Oliver Jackson Cohen, commits suicide and leaves her a generous portion of his vast fortune, Cecilia suspects his death was a hoax. And as a series of eerie coincidences... coincidences turn lethal threatening the lives of those she loves cecilia's sanity begins to unravel as she desperately tries to prove that she is being haunted by someone nobody can see this oh, sounds like hollow man it feels very hollow manish i was it sounds like um double jeopardy and double jeopardy ish in the white too yeah and also what was um liam neeson dark man <laughs> not dark man yes dark and, man. and enough with j-lo does he not? Does he disappear? And is he invisible? No, in he's not invisible. He just he just he's burned. And he comes up with these fake masks to wear. What were we watching? Where they're like you're translucent, not the, the invisible. The boys. The boys. <laughs> really funny. <Yeah>. Translucent. <laughs> right. What was his name? Was translucent. translucent. Yeah. <laughs> you can see through. He's transparent. He's like this name is so stupid. <laughs> um. Okay. Also, yeah, that's um, anyway, so that's an interesting take on on the Invisible Man and making him more of a horror film versus like the horror of him being followed by scientists and people wanting to capture him. He's oh, so he's, he's not a bad guy. He's well, the bad he guy on this one. In the L- you L- know what this is? It's safe. It's safe haven. That's what I was thinking of first. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's the news. <laughs> Why has so, that become such a touchstone for me? Like a <laughs> reference? I don't know. Maybe because you live with me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that's what's happening. Um. Well. Also, they're making a Matrix movie. Matrix 4. Now, Neo died. Did he? Did He did? Yeah. But uh, I guess you're just going to reboot him? He's coming or back. Or maybe he comes back. Reinstalled. The-, the Matrix reinstalled. I'm calling it right now. Because it was the Matrix. Matrix rebooted. Matrix reloaded. Re- or reload. Oh, it could be the rebooted. Matrix rebooted, which would be a little too self-aware. Um, I hope. That Neo's in the Morpheus role, and then bring someone, and he's bringing someone else into the Matrix. I feel like this needs to be like okay, because I'm a movie writer and all. This hmm. needs to happen like two hundred years or some multiple generations into the future, and showing that these cycles, and not in the way that the architect had cycles, but like these cycles happen. Like okay, everybody's peaceful now. But then it comes back around to war again because they can't coexist for long periods of time. This is like Battlestar Galactica? Yes. Because I kind of know how Battlestar Galactica ended. Yeah. 
but we stopped watching when it uh, when they got stuck on a planet for a while. Oh, it gets better. I don't know that we stopped because it got bad. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we stopped because just it's something better. happened. Good show. Anyway, so yeah, New Matrix. Is there, isn't uh, there another new thing coming out? or Another new what? I mean, we have The Mandalorian. Yeah, we have The Mandalorian mm-hmm. for Disney Plus, which looks, looks good. It looks promising. I mean... I'm still I'm still kind of hoping that it's a woman too. Mm. Have they made any? <laughs> I don't know. Announcements of who's playing? I don't know. I think that. So would be fun. that's interesting because I was going to say I watched the trailer or previews for Little Women. There's that coming. Oh, yeah, the re- oh I think it's I'm Pedro not really Pascal. Feeling it, Pedro but... Pascal. Okay, fine. Yeah, Pedro Pascal plays the Mandalorian. There um, was something else we were watching recently. Um, the trailer for. I watched it quietly. Oh, uh, what was it? Well, I wanted to hear more about Little Women when you get a chance. <laughs> I just, I'm not feeling it, but maybe I'll watch it. Was this something you were a fan of growing yes, up? Yes, I watched it all the time. Who was it? All was this the time. A Christian Bale was Laurie. Um, Winona Ryder was Joe. Kirsten Dunst was the little brat. She's got a star on the Walk of Fame. I was about to say, she just got her star on the Walk of Fame. That makes sense. <laughs> What? She was. She, never mind. My joke what? wasn't going to make enough sense. It was too long a walk, but it was some joke about she was upside down when she got it. But then it was actually Spider Man who was upside down, so the whole thing, the, the joke falls apart. That was like a one scene that like you really has stuck with you. No, but it, that it's upside a, down. They, kiss. they call it back in a yeah. lot of other stuff. No, that's a cultural moment sort of thing. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But they she, did it you in Spider Man. didn't like Spider-verse. her, so I guess yeah, they did it in Spider Verse. They did it in something else. Spider Man Three. I mean, I'm familiar with upside down kisses, but yeah, I guess. I tried to upside down kiss Shalia, and she was like, "This is weird." That is weird. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Any more? <laughs> what, what, I didn't it mean sweat. it in that way. It was like, "Oh, this feels weird." Um, there was the uh, that was the kissing scene in the movie that we're doing this week, right? Where she was like, "How did it feel?" He's like, "It was wet." wet. <laughs> Silly. Um, okay, so I have a little bit of news that seems, um, what's the word, relevant for what we talked about last week of Hobbs and Shaw, because it turns out that Dwayne Johnson is the most, what's wrong? Kenan's making a face. I have had three peaches today. Two of them were amazing. And this last one is dry and gamey. This is why I have a hard time eating fruit and berries too, because Often I get one that I really don't like, and I'd rather not taste one that's wonderful yeah. um, than taste one. I that makes no sense. I can see disappointment on his, disappointment on Kenan's face right now. Like, this, I'm, not, this is, I'm not trying this for is that. that I, it's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Shalia is like, who did he say It's that? better to have not had any fruit than to have had one bad fruit. Yes, that's exactly what it is. You're so wrong. Do you have news? Yeah, so The Rock is um, the highest, highest, yeah, highest paid actor in the world. Yeah. And ScarJo is the highest woman. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, they need to do a movie together. She plays a Samoan woman. Wait, yeah. Why does she have to be <laughs> the joke is that she's, she says she can play anybody. Oh, 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 that was her. And his daughter in San Andreas could have been her. Oh, I thought, right. you know, I was kind of conflating it with um, 
Emma Stone. Didn't she play she like a Japanese woman in Aloha? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good good times. Um, so although I was confused because I think that some of his clothing lines are part of that. I guess so, if you're acting in Oh, the stuff the deal he has with Under Armour? Yeah. But anyway, that was a little bit of news. All right. That's all I have. Any other news? That's it. No. What are you guys doing? What have you been thinking about, watching, reading? I've been listening to uh, an album by Sir mm-hmm. out of LA area. You guys ever heard of Sir before? No. I think so. It's a good album. Um, I'm trying to pull up the name of the album because I don't want to forget. The album's called Chasing Summer. Oh, I like that. It's just a good song. It's uh, 14 songs. It he His voice will kind of remind you of Miguel a little bit. But, That's uh, so funny you bring up Miguel. Okay. He's got features from Kendrick Lamar, Lil Wayne, Jill Scott. Um, but it's good. Some good songwriting. Very melodic. So, uh, good, great date night music. Nice summer chill out in the porch kind of music. You it's good stuff. It? Yeah, I, I've enjoyed it. I listened to it. Um, I'm going to try that. Good. Cool. Very good. So, what else have, have you, been you also to? been listening to The Big Day? <coughs> no, what is that? Chance, the rapper's new. I'm not a big Chance fan. This I didn't really good, know. Like, I didn't even really know him except for some features and stuff. This is a good album. SWV. Who else is like in the, Vogue? In Death Cab for Cutie. Death Cab. That was the one. <laughs> it's good. Highly recommend it. What, you, what's your favorite Kenan? Hot Shower? Hot Shower. It's really good. The Big Day, it's, it's the song that the album is named after. I, I sent you that clip of someone summarizes the album. It was pretty funny. The newest were, album? They made fun of it. This is his only album. No. Yeah, He's I mean, not had other albums? Technically. Yes, technically. But technically, no. this no. is his only album. Well. It's technically his first album. But well, I didn't like that lame. they had skits. They were stupid. Yeah, skits are dumb. Skits are dumb. <laughs> only, like, only, the only good skits are Little Brother, and they just had a new album come out that's really great. As long as the skits are not part of the musical track. So that you can just skip them? Yes. Because, what is it? Rubber Band Man by T.I. Yeah, yeah. has this long-ass skit, skit at the end. And it used to be on iTunes, like even onto your, onto your iPod or your iPhone or whatever. You could say start and stop times. Mm-hmm. But now on Spotify... Like I have to remember, I have to skip through the skit every single time. I don't want to hear this skit. Yeah. I've been listening to it since two thousand and two. <laughs> okay, so you're not listening to the skit then. That's not what no. you're doing. <laughs> what else are you guys up to? Mind Hunter. Yeah, you mentioned this Great a couple. Show. Tim has mentioned it. You mentioned it a little bit. You like it. You guys yeah, we like talked this about show. season one on here. Yeah. Um, we talked about the season two got announced and it was finally here. If you're not Nine e- episodes if you're not easily creeped out by this subject matter, you should watch this show. It's one of the best written shows I've seen in yeah. a long time. Uh, and uh, buddy, fellow podcaster Chris Lambert from the Monday Festival is in an episode. Really? really? He's in the church episode. We asked the mayor a question. Oh, Chris Lambert! Shout out to Chris Lambert, man! Congratulations! He's, he's getting he's getting his acting on. Yay. Being an actor, black actors. Yay! Hashtag black actors. Good, good for him. I'm, I'm glad he's. He, I mean, he's been a bunch of other stuff, but it's, it's good to see him in, in, and, in a show like that. And uh, to tie in or to to bring in what he's saying, um, a whole whole lot of this season takes place in Atlanta. Yeah. Because it tracks basically the 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 main overarching storyline is the Atlanta child murders of what 1982. Yeah. No, it's 1981 because it was the first year of um, Reagan's presidency. Yeah, because they even call that they call that out. 
Um, yeah. And when you say it's good writing, I mean, like, so Kenan watches it on his phone near me so that I don't have to see any of it, but he keeps pausing it, like laughing, pausing it, and will show me show. scenes, like just interactions but and e- things that are happening. It's funny. The good writing for me was the way they handled people in Atlanta and how they dealt with the child murders. Yeah. Like, that those conversations were really, like, compelling. Well, that whole situation was. And then being like, oh, yeah, the police have done stuff. The police have. And then you go and you find out, no, no, no. They have been doing, like, Practically nothing. They go to go, um, what do you call it? Interview some people near, who, who were near where something happened, you know. And it's a black woman who sits on her porch when it's hot out, right? Or when it's mm-hmm. hot because the house is going to be too hot. She sits down there and, and does whatever. And she's like, she has a, a plain view of what would be going on. She's like, nobody ever came to talk to me. Yeah. Like, they did no, they put no effort into this. Like, to... They just don't care. And they also, there's a dynamic there of not wanting to admit that there is a predator out. Yeah. Because, and this was fascinating, is that they're trying to turn Atlanta into the next big city because it it hadn't been yet. Mm. And they were just about to build the largest airport in the world. Mm-hmm. Not in yeah. the country. Was it in it's the world? Like, it's one of the biggest hubs, yeah. And and you see that that's happening. They, ju- they just um, elected the first black mayor. And I think their police, commis- police commissioner is as well. Mm-hmm. So I remember from, um, okay, so I listened to this podcast called uh, Atlanta Monster, which yeah. was pretty amateurish as far as those things go. But there was a lot of like resistance through the police force um, and particularly veteran police officers and basically almost protesting by not really doing their job because they had this new black police commissioner. Um so, anyways, I'm really yeah. familiar with that airport because our, my family lives in Georgia, so we fly in. I've been one there. A lot. Yeah, I go through there a lot. Going to going to Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah. So it's real. It's just so good. It's a great they, show. They touch on the Manson, not touch on. They they go into the Manson murders, and who else? Any other major ones? They show a lot of interviews with small. Yeah, people. we open in we book in this with BTK. Yes. It opens, even that last shot of him, like, it opens with this sort of, like, what is he doing? Asphyxiation? Like, tying a rope around his neck and the doorknob? Yeah, that it, was, and it he's opens with that scene women's it, clothing or something? Yeah, and it ends with that scene. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't it end with him burying that stuff? No, it ends with, he's got all these all these trophies, which, which is eventually how they caught him, because... Is it in the middle that he's burying the stuff? In the then? middle, he's burying the stuff. Okay. But at the end, he's he's in like a hotel room or something. He's 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 dressed up like that, and he's got licenses and stuff of people he's he's murdered. He, he took stuff from the scenes. I need and to then, rewatch. Yeah, that and then part. he he it ends with him like he's back at it. He's hanging, you know, officiating himself again. Um, which is funny because so it's like this long conversation we were having about. About, as they say on the last podcast on the left, like the least dead, right? Young black kids. Yeah. And we were talking about the prostitutes in, in Vancouver, BC. And what's his name? The pig farmer guy. Picton? Yeah, Picton. And how long that went on. But mm-hmm. that led to, this won't scarcely it, but it, it, led, it led to them creating a separate police force to investigate these things for women... A lot of native women and women who were harmed. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't realize that Vancouver PD, like, legit apologized. You would never get that here. You would never. They were like, we we failed. <laughs> we failed you. 
I like there was a scene where I I I almost was crying when they found the the um, burial site or the dumping site for multiple of the kids in Atlanta. And it was just so like this. I believe it was Wayne Williams who did at least most of this, you know, couldn't pin uh, it to him though. Huh? They couldn't charge him with it. Right. It, was, it was, it was, it was like weird science to them, right? Fabrics, dog hair. It was 1980. No one was believing. I, I guess I should DNA roll back. Stuff. I believe it was a black dude who did that, who did this stuff because like, I, I, but how else would you have access to these kids? Yeah. Or and, sure. Unless you're a cop. And the idea of just treating them like garbage and nobody really caring. It was just so, it like hit me really, really hard. The thing about these, these environments is either someone they know and trust or someone. So it's either people from the community or a police officer. Yeah. I mean, they were saying it's the clan. Or nah, not, I no, mean, people, like the community was thinking it was the clan, but I kind of bought like what the, what the police were saying is like, they would take credit. For they it. would be taking credit for it. They would be doing it more ostentatiously. Mm-hmm. Like it's the the point is terror, not this other sneaky murder stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. It's a great show. Um, I wonder where they're gonna go next for season three. Man, I don't have a good timeline on this because I've listened it's to the, so much. It's in the eighties, so we're in eighty. 80- no, 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 I know their timeline, but I've listened to so much um, last podcast on the left that I don't know where like what year. I don't really keep them in mind. Ramirez years, probably, but That's you 84. know, maybe yeah. Do you know what it would? I guess it might take a while for them to get to it, but I, I want to see Gary Ridgway. I don't. Will they change the um, Why wouldn't you main characters, or do they just travel in time? Uh, they could. They could bring in other... Cause, I, mean, I mean, I suppose those people wouldn't even be dead by now. No. Or they could be alive by now, because this was 1982, uh, uh, and so they may be like our parents in their age. 70s. Yeah. yeah. Look our parents' age. Uh, great show. Um, it's creepy, not scary. It's scary. I think so. No. The Sorry. thing is, is your <laughs> your problem for Shalia, it's going to be. But for anybody watching the show, it's almost all it, it's almost all about the police part or the interviewing or like there's it's, it's not yeah it's not really about the person a person creeping around and doing the crimes. You're not you're not how do I say you're not following somebody who's walking down the, the street and, and sees something or somebody breaking into the house. It's yeah. not about that. And also for me, like I've known most of these stories. Yeah. So I'm, no, nothing's surprising me. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when this happened. Okay. Sorry, Shalia. It's all right. What else are you guys up to? That's all for now. Um, I have been up to a lot of stuff. So in happier news, I watched Mary Poppins Returns. This time I actually liked it. Hey, it was Emily Blunt. Yeah. So it was, um, I made it like maybe 10 minutes in the first time I tried and was like, this is ridiculous. I don't know these songs. This is dumb. Um, this time I watched it all the way through because we were trying to get my niece to watch a whole movie and, um, I actually really liked it. Kind of grew on me. So, uh, give it a chance. Another chance. Did you cry when those little kids were singing that song? No, I didn't cry at all. (laughs) We're so poor. No, I did not. Um, I also didn't pay that close of attention. I just, but I did like it enough. Um, I also watched this movie called Selfless with Ryan Reynolds. Oh gosh, you watched that weird body switch movie? Yeah, didn't know what it was. What is it? It's body swapping movie. Ben Kingsley is a really really rich guy. And decides to instead of dying, take over somebody else, a young person's body. But he, he's like it's basically get but a out, young but white not. person this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. because a poor person, somebody who needed money. Yeah, but that's I mean that's a spoiler. Yeah. Um, 
like you don't know that necessarily in the beginning it's just uh yeah so you watched that i did i watched i, ha- I had wow, a couple the look on tim's week. face about this movie i didn't see that. I, I, don't... I watched it not long after i watched Chappelle, and i preferred it i couldn't imagine <laughs> you watching that movie why because it's such a weird movie it's such a weird it's like it's it's bad sci-fi it is. It's not good, <laughs> but it's kind of funny because like Ryan Reynolds does a couple of like action Derek Luke scenes. is in it. Like, Shalia yeah. has this superpower to sit through anything, like any movie. She'll sit yeah. from front it, it's to back. Just, it's just bad. It's, yeah, it's just. It's just. I enjoyed it. It's, it how many it things do you just stop watching? Like a movie. Um, it's been a few, like that Batman versus Superman, or Superman versus Batman. I can't. Dawn of Justice. I can't make it through that one. I've tried. No, Mary no, but Poppins you made returns, it through it the first I time. I mean. I wouldn't have if you would have let me leave. The, that theater, I wanted to leave. And then John Wick, I wanted to leave. I didn't say you couldn't leave. I wasn't going to leave with you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, it was not good, but it wasn't terrible. Um, and then I watched... Um, there's something else I was going to tell you guys I was watching. It is called um, Falling in Love. <laughs> oh, the Christina uh, Million rom-com where she buys a she buys an in in she doesn't New, buy in it she wins it she wins she, it Christina oh i get it in like i-n-n falling in love she falls in love with she loses Zealander. her job breaks up with her boyfriend and moves to new zealand and is this on hallmark channel no it's, no, on, netflix. it's on netflix but it's very hallmark channel but i, I did i did hear aunties. that she's good in that role it was great she's so pretty it was wonderful. I enjoyed it. It was like this, um, not poor man's Chris Hemsworth, but like it was definitely like. Poor man's Chris Hemsworth. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it one of his brothers? No. No. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it's on. You Netflix, said New so Zealand. It was very fun. I, yeah, it's New Zealand. I know, but. They're close. They're close. <laughs> so, and guess, and what. Um, it's like saying, oh, it's American. Oh, it could have been a Canadian. What, uh, what's it called? What airline do you take to get to. Melbourne. That was in the movie that we're talking about this week, remember? Oh, Hawaiian? No, it was like Qantas or Quint. Dustin oh, Hoffman's like. Qantas, you're he's right. He's like, what airline hasn't had an, an, ac- an accident or crash? Yeah. And he says that one. And he's like, that's not going to help because we have to go to Australia first. I thought the joke, that since you said New Zealand, because we took Hawaiian to New Zealand. Yes. I thought that was your callback. Yes. No, not. No. More recent callback. Anyway, that's what I've been doing. You guys ready to get into it? Let's get into Rain Man. Yeah. Dustin Hoffman, Tom Cruise, in a Barry Levinson film. I like having you for my brother. I'm an excellent driver. So, Rain Man, 1988. One of my favorite movies. Really love it. Really? I actually enjoyed it this time around, too. Kenan's surprised. Kenan, what did you think? I think I... I mean, it's a good movie. I'm... I don't like Tom Cruise. Like, this retroactively really ruins Tom Cruise in certain ways. Now, how is that the case? He's just an actor. And this is a movie about, like, character development. I know you're not the person telling him. She's totally not the person. It it can't be you. I... It can't be. I'm just saying. I want to... Well, okay, here's the thing. I'm the person asking because I know that I do that. But a lot of people don't. So having him have it, I'm like, tell me more about so this. So real quick, Help so, me understand so me. flashback, when we did, what is the cocktail? cocktail? Did I say, is did I say that's, I can tell why he was a star? Uh-huh. Yes. I, it, it wasn't a Tom Hanks movie that I said that about. No. I mean, we said that we we did big and we 
thought he was the star of that in that. So then he's then a really good actor. He is a really good actor. Because there are certain times and I that I'm like somebody who plays a certain role so well, this has to be part of their personality. He is such a dick in this movie. Not not even he's a douchebag. He's the worst sort of human being. I don't like the I, I like I don't buy the idea that there's some growth here or anything. <laughs> he, like he I think he likes he ends up liking his brother because his brother loves the thing that the Tom Cruise character loves, which is himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you value me. Well, so the whole or movie or you provide value yeah, to me. Yeah, the whole movie is other like agents for him, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, his his girlfriend is just there for him. Like, he's unlikable. Also, oh, wait, so we didn't do the the intro stuff that we normally we do. We will. I just you you had such a strong reaction over there. I, I do, but now I'm in, I'm now I'm going to start going to an analysis as opposed to reaction. Oh, okay. So let's go ahead and and do our. So our, Tom Cruise is, is in this. Who else? It's directed by Barry Levinson, who did Good Morning Vietnam. Ooh, that's a good one. Bugsy, Toys, Disclosure, which is a good one. Um, Sphere, which is a bad one. Dustin um, Hoffman in that? Uh, he might be. Wait, is Sphere... It's like a alien yeah. slash under Run the water? Yeah, something weird, yeah. Around the same time, Leviathan was out. Anyway, so it stars Dustin Hoffman as Raymond Babbitt. Tom Cruise as Charlie Babbitt. Valerio Golino as Susanna... Gerald Mullen as Dr. Bruner. That's kind of Vern. Michael D. Roberts is Vern. Um, that's kind of it for the, the cast. There's a couple other people who pop up, but that's kind of it. And it's, I recognize the woman at the farmhouse. I don't know who that is. Well, the waitress at the uh, diner also. She's the like older sister and as good as it gets with Helen Hunt. Huh. She's in like... Um, do you ever... Jumanji. Do you ever... Jumanji. You ever, oh, is she? Mm-hmm. Um, do you ever have that, I've never watched that movie, but I could, like, over my lifetime, if I pieced every single time it was on the screen and I saw it, I actually saw that movie? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is as good as it gets to me. Oh, really? Yes. I've seen probably all of the scenes in, dis- in disjointed order. And then culturally, you know, I more or less know, but I couldn't just, I couldn't just tell you the narrative of that movie. Mm. So, we've got... This guy whose father passes away, and he thinks he's going to get this inheritance, and he doesn't. He leaves him this old car and... And a lecture. A lecture, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is a lot of writing in this yeah. will. And then he finds out he's got a brother, and his brother's going to get $3 million? Yep, $3 million. And he's in debt. Like, he's about to lose his business because he's so... He, he is selling... Cars. His thing is collectibles. The name of his company is collectibles. But he picks... He has these four Lamborghinis and now that he can't actually sell them because they're failing the EPA test. So, like, this is one of those, like, good job movie makers setting up from the very beginning this character's an asshole. Other movie that we've done where the EPA was the bat was the quote-unquote bad Ghostbusters. Guy. Oh, you yeah. got it right yeah. off the bat. <laughs> um, so he's like juggling the people who are supposed to buy it, who did their down payments, and the swing loan where he owes two hundred thousand. And now his dad has died, and he's finding out that somebody else is getting three million dollars, and he got a car, an old car, a nice old car. 
but, but like he wants the three million dollars. Yeah, or some of it. He so doesn't. He, he just wants his half. So he kidnapped. So he has. He, yeah. What? So he has Asperger's. Or what is he? No, he has autism. autism. He's autistic. Yeah. He's autistic. But so he kidnaps him from this home he's in and mm-hmm. takes him on a road trip and is sort of trying to use him as this bargaining chip to get half the money he says he's owed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to just put this real quick. The amount of times that he uses the term entitled. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm realizing that entitled has taken a new meaning maybe in the last decade or so. Like it's very much more of a pejorative yeah. for us now. But he's constantly talking about what he's entitled to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Like the it's whole a theme movie. of the movie. Well, yeah. and it was just so funny because it's like, um, like I earned, like that's my, like, yeah, I deserve that or something. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you haven't talked to your dad in how long? Yeah. And then I heard the story. He ran away from his house when he was like sixteen for getting in trouble for stealing his dad's car or yeah, driving his dad's, dad's car, car without. Yeah, he told, he, told he also story. he said or who did the did the girlfriend said you were in prison and I was like, nope. He was in jail. Surely <laughs> yeah. I had to point kid. out the difference to me at one so, point. Yeah, his, I mean, yeah, it was kind of weird that he left right after that. I thought it was just like he... he yeah, he just up and left after that? I so, mean, I'd be pissed too if you left me in jail for two days. That's and so the behavior of him is very self-centered. He keeps yelling at his brother to shut up even though he knows he's... The thing is, is I understand that maybe at the time you didn't understand certain mental... Um, yeah. N- what do you call it? Non neurotypicalness. Yeah. <laughs> but he is. I, I can see why his. Be- I can see why his business is failing. He's incompetent. Like there's no way. If you're in this situation, this is. I guess this is the way I think about things. You want something, and there's challenges here. He keeps doing what what is called insanity, doing the same thing and expecting different results. Yeah. It, you you. I don't see how he's not adapting to this situation, trying to figure out how to interact with the brother to make him more manageable. Yeah. He well, just keeps the same, just yelling, why can't you do this? Grab this out of yeah. him. You see him freak out when you do these things. Well, can't you just shut up? <laughs> Whoa. No. He, he's, he just keeps not And his girlfriend up. finally calls him on it when Raymond walks in the room when they're having sex. Yeah. And then she's like, go talk to him. And he doesn't. He just yells at him. What are you doing in there? Stand in my room. It's best not. She's like, you didn't even talk to him. He just like yelled at him. That's when she's like, which is kind of funny, right? Because he brought him there. Like yes. this guy has a routine, is like and doing tell just him that. fine. Vern tells him that, like he does not get out of his routine. Yeah, and like like has his needs, and like Tom Cruise spends most of this movie irritated and upset with him, oh. and yelling at him. Oh, and it's fair, like, of, oh. oh man, I get it. I can imagine how like these quirks could be really irritating. <laughs> One of the funniest parts is the fish sticks, though. He's like, yeah. four fish sticks, I want to eat. Because of a hat. Bam! There yeah. you go. There I was like, oh, he's learning. I really like. I that. thought he was learning at that point, yeah. I mean, he did. He definitely got But And also having to watch Night Court. Or was he watching Night Was it Night Court? No, no. People's, People's Court. People's Court. Court. Judge Wapner. <laughs> and some Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy. Yeah. yeah. Good Truly stuff. I loved the I character loved for that. But it took a while for him to catch on that. And they tell him at the, in the beginning, like, no, his brain just works like he's, it works differently. Yeah, they, they explain it in, in oh, man. Yeah. I mean, we don't use the, the word retard yeah, very much we now. We use it a lot. This movie. He's just throwing it at him. And I was like, this this guy is more capable yeah. than you in certain ways. Yeah. So there's a there's a scene with the toothpicks where he counts them all. Yeah. She's like, there's four left in the box. He's just like, oh. Then it, then it happens with Jeopardy. He's I'm like, curious about that? that. And I want to look it up because... They said that he he um at the beginning that he processes 
um, sensory different, like sensory input different. And sensory if you drop all those down there, it, yeah. if you drop all those down there, yeah. like in for like if you can hold it in your mind, you could look and count them all over a certain amount of time. But I feel like there's got to be something going on where he is. There's a shortcut. Yeah. Or like he he's able to look at it in bunches or by area or His something. Trap filters are different than ours. Yeah. yeah. That'd be yeah. really fascinating. Assuming that there are people who can do that, I'm wondering what they're doing. Because my my immediate thought is count them, like count them in bunches, like this or that. But like, how do you do that so quickly? Well, and also like even when they're practicing with the cards on the roof of the car mm-hmm. and like or the hood of the car, and like I'm not even sure he's seeing all of them as he's like throwing them out there. Like they're very like he's doing it very fast. Like clearly he is seeing them all because he's able to say what's left, but. Um, like he's processing really fast, not just the math or whatever that you're doing to say, okay, what am I taking away? But like just visualizing what it is that's flashing in front of you and like taking that in. Well, and there's another thing, um, but like, uh, it's interesting because it's comparison between Shlia and, uh, and I, in a way, because when they're, they're at the doctor's office, right. And the doctor is doing calculations and he's like, he's just like, what is this times this? And he's and he just gives the number, right? right. I think we have a similar dynamic between Shlia and I because she'll be like, "What is this? This?" and I and I can do the math. I I can't do the same scale that Raymond can do, but I know tricks in my head on how to how to do certain math by basically compartmentalizing. Mm. That Shalia just she's just like, "Oh, like," but it doesn't ever stick how yeah. to do that. But I'm, I'm thinking about the fact that I use a different set of tools to do the math than you do. And that's why I can I, – when, even when I was explaining to you just like a day or two ago and you were like, will you hold that number in your head while you're doing this other this other part? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah. Which means that he has some even more yes. advanced technique or something that is going on in his brain to do a scale of math that even I But not even just the math. It's just like he can look at something once and read it and like know what it is. Yes, yeah. but he yes, but that's like words and information is math. Yeah, yeah, true. Right. So he's looking if, if he's not looking at them like like a sonnet or whatever he's reading like the phone as a scene. piece of art or yeah. a piece of expression, but as pieces of data. Yeah, that might be how he's like, able like the to phone book scene. The phone book like, we got to G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like um, the Shakespeare one before that. Right? Have you read this book? I don't know. And then he's like, you've read this, you've read this, you've read this. But he didn't. And the answer is you know, yes, but he didn't know he read the whole book. But he didn't in the in the way that you, like, I'm just, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about it. He didn't read it in the way that you read Shakespeare, where you come out with some understanding. I don't think he could ever analyze well, this Shakespeare. Is the great thing about, he could just recite yeah, what happened. Which is the great thing about, like, who's on first and that whole thing of, like, right, this is yeah. supposed to be a funny but he doesn't think of it as a funny thing. Yeah. And then it's like, like a puzzle that he keeps just re because there's no right answer to it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, he just keeps, keeps doing it. it. Yeah. And then, and that was kind of fun, right? And the, towards the end where Tom Cruise actually shows him the skit and is like, see, it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, they didn't really come across. It was nice. I liked that. All right. So he devises his plan at some point to get, help get his money back is to go to Vegas and use him to help count cards. Mm-hmm. As he's going through like car trips with them at this diner, and they realize it's like, oh, we got something. So they go to Vegas and they start counting cards and they start winning money. 
And then, by the way, counting cards is not illegal, and it's not cheating. Yeah, and they made fun of this scene in the Hangover. Was it scene. ever? No, I think it just gets bad it's publicity. Upon. Yeah, they don't it's want upon by the by the okay. casino itself. So what, they count the, cards. They win a bunch of money. His girlfriend shows up again. Yeah, how did that after happen? She left. I don't know. Well, Lenny knows where she's at and knows where he's at. She. And Lenny, he is that her. the other guy? They that's the other the guy phone. that's working. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who they left behind. Just meanwhile, yeah, he's he's trying to barter with this with his brother to get half the money. How did they buy those clothes? Because didn't his credit card get declined earlier? Rolex. Remember, yeah. he had. To oh work. yeah, he oh, oh, pawned Rolex. Rolex. And he needed after yeah after doing the deduction like oh you pawned your Rolex how much money you need to get that back yep um the casino finds out they're, they're counting cards but they tells them like you need to leave this is your best bet is to leave and they won eighty six thousand which was enough to clear his debts mm-hmm. which was lucky um and then the three millions left over for Raymond still so then he goes to drop Raymond off they have this whole discussion we talked about this before the show so he somehow thinks he can take care of Raymond. But he can't because he hasn't. No, he's wanting right. to put him in an institution near him in L.A. Like, yeah. that's what he was threatening to the home yeah. after he took him the first time. And he's like, I'll bring him here or I'll just keep him. He's not planning to take care of him. But, but no, he but is wanting access and have him He is pitching life. the idea that, like. Yeah, that's what I think that scene is supposed to be. I know how indicating. to. You haven't been with him 24 hours a, a, a day, seven days a week. Like, I can care for him. Then you realize he can't really do it. You can't really care for him. No. Never, right. He's going to be leaving to go to work, yeah. and we and he, we already had a problem with a toaster oven. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, and the, the smoke alarm and the don't walk sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he does the right thing, which is leaves him there, and then it's just unfortunate fact, that they have to be so far apart, right? Like they don't only, have to be. Well, they, his business already failed. Yeah, he could move to Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> that is an option. He also, I heard Cincinnati, and I somehow processed it as like connecticut so i was confused why he wanted to uh, why raymond wanted to go back to connect or to cincinnati which is like part like halfway in between <laughs> to get his underwear i was like oh that's right i forgot the underwear scene yeah yeah <laughs> and i, I thought that they had stopped so didn't he say i gave you some underwear it was or something? a little too tight who has boxer briefs from cincinnati yeah and they had just left a hotel yeah i thought that hotel was in cincinnati ohio so they were part way through their trip and that he was just deciding he wanted underwear from the last city they were in no no, no. he wanted I was his. Very like, no he wanted his so interesting it was just so 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 specific for a city he had been in once in my mind he had been in once but the 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 weird thing about this film is they really try to humanize tom cruise's character despite him being like an asshole for 90 percent of the film because the audience of this movie is supposed to be those guys right kind of like i think that you're kind of right yeah the audience would be people who don't who have had a lot less exposure to something like autism right that's true and the one thing that was bothering me towards the beginning was I was like, oh, I feel kind of icky about this performance. Like, is it? So I went ahead and looked it up. And like a lot of autism websites were like, this was re- really appreciated. Yeah. Like, like he does a really good job. He won Best Actor he, for it. He did. Um, but they were like, it still stands up. I remember one of them saying there was like two issues. And the one of them I can't remember. But one, the other one was like, um, it was actually the problem is that the movie chose to... Um, portray somebody who was an autistic savant which may only be about 10 percent of the people who have autism right, so right, it right. kind of 
Like they have these superpowers. Biases you, yes, towards like, towards like thinking the, like that they the have. Predators movie where like kid has Asperger's and he's like the new evolution of ma- humanity. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing by what not you a, mean referencing the movie Predator yeah. again? <laughs> no, I mean like that's not an accurate representation of like what people who right. Well, it's the thing. It is. Well, that one's kind of crazy, but. Yeah. In this case, they're saying it is kind of an accurate portrayal of a smaller subset of all of these people. Right. Like, this right. So it's like the, East, with... the the whole all Asians are good at math. Yeah. Or all autistic people. Yeah, these people with, uh, with autism just throwing toothpicks down. I'm like, count it. And yeah. It's like, that's not, <laughs> that's, uh, that's not me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? It was really funny when the roulette and. Tom Cruise, like, he's like, it's going to be 21. And Tom Cruise does it. And then it's like, you lost me $3,000. And it was kind of funny. Like, why did he think that he'd be good at that one? That's like, funny because, n- because the number was 20. Oh, he was close. No. Oh, bad bet on 21. The the bet was 20. And it landed on 21. Wait, you're talking about the Wheel of Fortune? Yeah. It landed on, like, one or something. So this was, Bad I- bet on 20. Pitiful bet on 20. I don't remember yeah. what he said. I don't know why he chose why he chose 20. But there's just kind of funny. I mean, it could oh, have been if you've been, yeah, if you had been watching long enough, maybe it was like probability and odds because that's math. But like, no, I have a question. I don't so think you're it you're, works you're right, way. but it also it also means that you have to assume it's a fair wheel. Oh yeah. yeah. So the reason why you it's can not. count cards and why blackjack is the best one is that it's really really hard, or maybe not even possible to to rig that game. In the way, that, like unless you're like you cheating, can use loaded dice, or you can use yeah. like a like a roulette wheel that's slightly <laughs> but weighted. A you are way. forgetting yeah. that we just did Blind Fury, where it was a roulette wheel. Yes, exactly. I'm yeah. saying that there's ways to less even less complicated ways <laughs> even than that to cheat at that. But I guess bl- blackjack is very easily played pure and hard for the for the house to like rig. Although apparent, like I don't, I'd have to look at the math, but they they tend to win over the long over a long run. It's it's in the house's favor, but anyways, that's why it's the best one to try to cheat or to count cards at. Also, because they, those cards don't go back into the deck. I think. So. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Is like you get more it's, information. Yeah. Yep. You get information as you play. True. Um. So. Yeah, I thought that was interesting because we did the we did Blind Fury recently where we had someone, a person with the sight or who can see playing a blind person. And then we had Dustin Hoffman in this one playing an autistic savant. Yeah. Um, and then both. Well, I thought that I thought that first one was it was just fine. And then this one, like you're saying, Kenton was not a- offensive at the very least. But I think Kenton made a good point. I think the crux of the problem in the story is Tom Cruise is really just obsessed with himself. And the whole time. Only loves Raymond because Raymond loves him and sang song to him when he was a baby. Yeah, and he was like, oh, you valued me when I was super yeah, young? and that's it. And, like, only his girlfriend's only there to service him. And it's all self-serving. Even they try to offer him a, a check for $200,000. Well, and by I then, think it's he like... he was he, not supposed to be thought of as, as much of an asshole as he does to us. I think it's very 80s. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He's yeah. very, very 80s. I'm entitled to this. Buying the Lamborghinis, talking. Oh, I need money. I'm, I'm, I'm lying. Like the amount of lying that he was doing in the first five minutes when we're at his business, 
I was just like, what are you doing? You're a con yeah. man. Yeah. And then, and then, so when do you think he got the idea to steal Raymond? Like, they're in the room. Initially. They're, so he goes there. He, they don't know what's going on when they show up, right? Like, he's meeting with the doctor because the doctor's the one who's the trustee. And so he's like, give me the money or like, you know, what's going on? And, um, he doesn't know Raymond's his brother until <laughs> Raymond recognizes the car yeah. and talks about how the the they're this pitiful red when he's talking about the seats i Ugh. loved how raymond described mm. things now they're this pitiful red um but so then they go into his room and are just kind of hanging out there and he's talking to him and Vern's in there and at some point he's like hey do you want to go for a walk and it was an interesting like i don't know where he got like when it came to him that he's like i'm going to take this guy and use him as ransom. I think he improvises like, yeah. on the fly very quickly. Yeah. And um, then it was funny because Suzanne's like, I don't want to because of your tone and I don't know what yeah. you're doing. And it turns out he wants her to drive down the thing, down like a ways. And then they go, oh, do you remember where they're going? To go watch his ducks. Also, those ducks were all like were all like white. They yeah. were all making the same noise, of the, the, like the same sounds and moving just the way the ducks that you like do. Mm-hmm. But they were all white. Actually, is is Affleck a duck? Yeah, I think Affleck. I always assumed it was a goose of some no, sort. No, it's a duck. Is it? I don't know. Because Quack. it's because it's not a Quack. mallard. It's a duck. I think it's a duck. Affleck. Yeah. Affleck. Yeah. Yes, there are different types yeah. of ducks. That's like a farm yes. duck. But there's like wood ducks, right? Yeah. Where they're, I can tell they're ducks, but I, I know they're ducks, but they like look different. But these look Looks just like. Mine. like they look just like a, an albino mallard duck. Yeah. And I had forgotten that those exist. Yeah. But I, I haven't read a like, kid's yes, book go watch in the a ducks. long time again. Um, right. Hello, Quackers is a duck. I just bought that book. Wasn't Quackers a cat? No, Quackers is a duck and a cat. She bought this book, guys, for like three-year-olds, but not for a three-year-old. I bought it for me. She bought it for her. It's an orange cat that thinks it's a duck. I love it. <laughs> wow. And then she, she made, like, you know, you get in bed and you're like ready to go to sleep. She's like, oh, we're going to read a book now. I was like, what? <laughs> she made us read all the way through Quackers is a duck. Or is, what, Quackers is a duck, but he's also a cat. He went and met some cats. Now he lives between the two. Like, I was like, oh my God. It's a pretty good book. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read it to you, friends, if you're interested. We can do a It'll review take like on two that minutes. one. We can do a show on that one sometime. It's actually got really a lot of meaning behind it. <laughs> it's like, I guess drinking milk is kind of good. And giving myself a bath isn't that bad. And like we can all be different. And it's okay. And yeah. expand your and, mind. And filtering kids. pond water is actually yeah. kind of great. Like, what? <laughs> okay. So... What else? Oh, I'm, I can't believe we got so lost. Where are we? Did we we finished the plot? We're talking about Tom Cruise being an asshole in this movie. Um, I like the girlfriend. I don't like that she kissed the guy. Yeah, I, I, why did she kiss him? And you called it, Ken. And you're like, when she like she's looking at him, and then she pauses the elevator, and you're yeah. like, she's gonna kiss him. But like, no, she's gonna dance with him. But then, yeah, she's gonna kiss him. I don't know. I um as a kid watch. So I watched this a lot as a kid. Um, I don't know the last time I've seen it. Definitely the first time in the last decade. Um, I was confused by her because I thought that she was into both of them. Like I didn't yes. understand that scene 
being like her trying to give him an experience. I think she is kind of into him, though. I don't... Not in a sexual way, but in a relationship way, maybe? And I mean, yeah. There is the sexist trope of wanting to, like, care for or fix a guy. Mm-hmm. But I think that she probably likes having sex with Tom Cruise and that's about it. Yeah. And she would much rather hang out with Raymond. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Also, okay, so they have him. They know he's he's not just, like, a typical adult hanging out in their hotel room or in that hotel with them. Mm-hmm. Um. So they basically they basically have a kid with them and they're like having they loud sex with the door, the door open. The door's open. It doesn't make any sense. Why? They were also have oh, you weren't with you weren't with me when I was watching it. Carme was in, in the room and they were like I was like, Nobody has sex like that. With the yeah. the, the sheet was yeah. pulled all Oh yeah, that was really up. funny. <laughs> I was like, you know what I said no, right how afterwards? Did it be? <laughs> <laughs> and you said right out right afterwards when they as soon as they finished, I was like, She didn't come. <laughs> she was fact. she was extremely clear-headed as 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 soon as the sex was over she was extremely clear-headed and i was like no there's no way she enjoyed that no <laughs> it makes sense funny. for his character yeah yeah no it totally does that was yeah <laughs> <laughs> um what else the the routines i just so the things that he repeats over and over and over i just he's so funny like oh man i wish i had written some more of them down but like certainly blah 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 and um pitiful color and all of those things it's just so funny i don't know how to explain it but i love him i think it'd be great to have that kind of friend in your life maybe i don't know he's just pretty funny Maybe not. Because it's I mean, like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What I what my thing is is um. What show was it? Not was it Parenthood? Where they had an autistic son. Was it was something that, you were watching. I think it while? was Parenthood. Yeah, I think that's anyway where all of the people from Friday Light started showing up. Yeah, I remember like being like. How difficult it, you said friend, but I was thinking of I, I always think of that and thinking of kid. It's like it, how hard it would be to 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 um to be friends or family with somebody like that. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it will be a hard. Lot of patience. Yes. Okay. A lot of patience. So going back to the relationship between him and Susanna. Yeah. So they're driving. Okay. So they're headed to Palm Springs for the weekend. Mm. And they've been in the car for like a little over an hour. And she was just like, could you talk to me before we get there? (laughs) She was like, could you just please say 10 to 12 words? And I was like, oh, my God, this is my life. And then she's like, just consider it foreplay. (laughs) Talk to me a little bit before we get to the hotel. I'm glad you remembered that because that was one of the first thing I was like, oh, my God, this sounds like me. Yeah. He's like, what? You want to talk? Let's talk. And she's like, I'm not just saying I want to talk. I'm just saying, like, if I wanted to go on a trip alone, I'd go on alone. That was funny. It was so funny. (laughs) <laughs> um but it was like okay so in in trying to see him through what the movie perspective was trying i think was like he's closed off he doesn't really have any emotional connections with anybody his mom died when he was a baby his dad was really cold and cruel um and like he's been with this woman for a year and doesn't like he doesn't open up and actually have emotions with her um and so 
Raymond is like the first time he's ever had that kind of connection. And so, yeah, it's very self-centered the way he's looking at it, but it's also his experience. And like, I now want what's best for him. And he is good. Like he has made me a better person, which is selfish, but it's growth sort of. I guess so. I have a question though. Do you think, and it's based off what you were just saying, but do you think that, do you glean that the father maybe wasn't that bad? Because it sounds like the father put a lot of effort into Ray, into Raymond. Like he would drive with him. He took him to baseball games. Like the father also tried to like wrote to him or tried to reach out and yeah. and he didn't. Yeah, he made a so bad choice leaving him in jail. Basically, I'm wondering if you asked me what. I thought of my relationship with my dad when I was 16 and my relationship with my dad stopped when I was 16. After like a bad, bad incident. After, yeah, a bad incident. Um, Like we had one one time where you ripped my PlayStation out the wall and was like, you're doing too much of this and you're not doing your... Right. If we stopped right there, like, and my memory of him was just like that sort of thing. So I don't, I basically, like, he could, he's probably, he was a rich man. He was probably, you know, tough, this, that, or he liked perfection. But I don't, I'm wondering if, if it's a very, what is the word? Unreliable report of his behavior from his son. From oh, his absolutely. Because he Although, sounds like somebody who really cared about his other son and probably cared about this son too. Uh, cared enough bit. to send him to an institution, not have him at home. They left well, him a car. He didn't like, not, not leave him anything. And he might know his son. He may know something well enough to know he couldn't leave him $3 million. Yeah. Well, also, well, that's, also Raymond's that, going to need it he's not making get, money. He, well, he managed to do pretty well for himself without any of the resources from his dad, I assume. Yeah. When we find him, he's in debt from bad bad choices. Yes, but he also has gotten to the point where he was able to take out enough money to get four Lamborghinis. But he's also the kind of person who would kidnap someone to try to get money. Yeah. No, we're agreeing on all of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but I am saying, like, like it wasn't like Daddy wrote him a check to start up his company. Right. Yeah. Like, he was an, a 16-year-old runaway. He was runaway. a self-starter with maybe some bad some bad habits. Yes. Um, and he's described as a yuppie, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, that's exactly what he is. <laughs> the yuppie look the suit. Fast-talking yuppie yeah. is what they... The sunglasses. Which is kind of fun when they dress as twins. The the car phone. Yeah, it is. The car right. phone. Yeah. That um watchman that he has, I was like, I was one of those so those. bad. Oh. I was like, oh my god, he has a TV that he can I, carry. That was around. A, um, a little reference I was thinking of because Watchmen is a comic that takes place in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Love that comic. Yeah. Any connection between the names? No, the Watchmen that was like the actual brand of that thing, yeah, right? It's yeah, because I was it's like Walkman. Was it was it made by Sony? That TV? I don't know. So I was thinking Walkman, Watchman. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Man, I thought he was so lucky to have that. (sighs) And then he walked around with his um his markers and his notebook and tracking things. My grandpa's got mark are they markers or or colored pencils? I have both. Of all like a whole spread of colors. Shalia's maybe on the spectrum. A little bit, maybe. We're all on the spectrum. Um, We're all on a spectrum. (laughs) That's true. Um my grandpa used to track all of the times my grandma would swear and he'd write them down in the back of his Bible. And it just reminded me of like, uh-oh, he, what is he? He pulled and squeezed and hurt my neck in 1988. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Now, I didn't think that the psychiatric evaluation was done very well. No. I thought that was weird. Like that. It's all very poorly handled. 
Yeah, I mean, like, that doctor should have known how to have a conversation with him in no. some way what? without upsetting him like that. Yeah. Well, you're talking about the one uh, where he did the numbers? No, I'm talking no. about when they ended up in L.A. To, for the court yeah. to decide. And uh, so they had that one. In, He's like, Raymond, Raymond, Raymond. Yeah. Like, that's, what are you doing? Who's, who's yeah. handling this? I wonder this? if they had enough special... Like, I kind of... Yeah, I wonder if they had enough specialists who really... And the, the research... Think about it, right? It's like 1982? Eight, in 88. What was 1988? Uh-huh. He hurt and he pulled and squeezed and hurt my neck in 1988. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I mean, they should have known like, better. It's been, we have an additional 30 years of um, research like, and societal development. And, you know. The, 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 you know, that's true. Actually, like there was a whole lot of years where we were just institutionalizing people with Down syndrome and other. Remember, we did that like Where's Molly um, video at work. And it's like just a whole bunch of people looking for their family members now that they're adults in um, 30 years later, which would have been like early 80s. Like just people going to these institutions, like these mental institutions, and not because they really needed them, but because that was what parents were told the thing they should be doing. Yep. When what they maybe should be doing is much more like nursing homes. I don't know. I mean, like, Walbrook didn't seem that bad. It seemed like a positive environment, but it was also for rich people, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Also, I'm really curious... What somebody like Raymond, what their life was at multiple levels of 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 you know this of society, five hundred years ago. Yeah, I mean the like I remember hearing the term idiot savant, or maybe it was in like the Calvin and Hobbes comic or something like that. And as a kid, it was like, oh, somebody who's stupid but really good at something. But now. When the way they describe it is like they used to, they they call them an autistic savant. They used to call them idiot savants, and all of a sudden I'm actually thinking about what do these world words mean? Like yeah. actually, what mean, was it mean? before? And then what were those people able to do, or how did they fit in or not fit into society? Mm-hmm. All over the like you think about it, all the way through human history, all over the world, all types of cultures yeah. have had people like this, like. In, in their societies and have those people been able to to be allowed to contribute or to do something or have they like have they been locked away on a regular basis you know yeah that's really interesting yeah. i don't know the answer to that like that's really like if you go far enough back and like yeah in which cultures well, like like he said, oh, you should be working for NASA. And then they, they, it turns out, like he has one type of knowledge, but not practical life mm-hmm. knowledge. But it's like, I'm just going to bring up, I've been talking about the abacus a lot. Mm-hmm. But it could have been like an autistic person who created the abacus. You could, right. Like, Plumping the numbers, right? Like that's exactly what you were it, yeah. about with the and, and how important Grouping has that been to the like whole development of mathematics or like all types of stuff going forward? Because somebody was so obsessed with numbers. That they wanted a way to count numbers in a faster way or something like that. Yeah. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm going to go my notes because I know I we've skipped around a lot. So I just want to see what else. Let's see. So, oh, most of my things are things that made me laugh. Like just funny scenes um, or statements like the prostitute. And he was just like 
describing her as very sparkly and that she looks like a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that. Um, and how he kept saying he was an excellent driver. And okay. Do you remember where Susanna is telling Tom Cruise how he uses everybody? Mm-hmm. And then she was like, you're using me, you use Raymond. And he's yelling at her like, no, I don't. And he's like, Raymond, do I use you? And for the other yes. Raymond, yes. <laughs> and he's like, shut up. And then he's yelling, yeah. he is answering a question from half an hour ago. <laughs> I was just like, he's such a jerk, but it's funny. Yeah. Like, I laugh a lot in this movie, um, even though, even though there's, I mean, yeah, there's a character in it that's just so f- upsetting. But I, I guess maybe I like it because it's like he's having to adjust, even if he's not doing it very well. It's like, yeah, you can't just do whatever you want, dude. So is this really this is maybe really a credit to Tom Cruise's acting? Yeah, I think so. He can do this and Jerry Maguire and Ethan Hunt and Mr. Impossible. He can do um, Collateral. He can do a bunch of stuff. Love Tom. Me too. Does he ever do just like normal nice guy? Uh, not action. Yeah. Didn't you say uh, Jerry Maguire? Yeah. No, yeah, but he didn't start that way. Oh, yes, he kind of did. Okay. From the beginning, he's like, I'm doing this manifesto and we're changing yeah, things. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't even play the jerk. Good really. movie. That is a good movie. And Edge of Tomorrow. That's a good movie. Emily Blunt. And he's more just kind of a... Sleaze isn't even quite the right way. He's just kind of doesn't want to have to do anything dangerous. Yeah. He's a fast talking kind of like. Yeah. Who? Tom Cruise. Tomorrow. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Better name, Live Die Repeat. Yeah. Way better. Can't put Do you remember where we watched that, that twice in our two? You think that you can't? Because Edge of Tomorrow. Sorry, honey, what were you saying? No, go ahead. Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, I went to see the movie one way or another. I think you could put Live Die Repeat on the. And it's it just makes so much more sense. Oh, it does. For friends who don't know, the Edge of Tomorrow movie, which is great, um, but when they uh, when they released it on home video, they changed the name to Live Die Repeat, which is the original name of the, the manga, original right? name of the manga. Mm-hmm. So it's not all you need is kill. Oh, that might be it. I don't know. Anyways, Let's Die you. Repeat is a reference to what it was originally going to be titled or the original source material. And it makes so much more sense. This is a more accurate title. Now, we have done two other Tom Cruise movies, right? We've done Cocktail and we've done Top Gun. So we still have Risky Business. Um, born in the fourth, Born on the 4th of July or something like that. Is that 80s? No, that movie is really dark dark really we should watch yeah. that okay we have outsiders he is in outsiders, outsiders. um but then there's we also did outsi- we haven't done no, outsiders. outsiders wait what was the lost boys <laughs> close close yeah born on the fourth of july is 89 so mm-hmm. we can still do that one if we want to um which is kind of weird because i think of those as like the young tom cruise mm-hmm. and then in 1992 he's in far and away and that is one. not the young tom cruise anymore no. that's that's him and nicole came in yeah. in ireland i loved it so much um, oh, all the right moves. Him as a right football moves. player. It's strictly business. He's in uh, risky business. Risky business. He's in taps too. I forgot that. He's in taps. Okay, so we've got lots of Tom Cruise. And he's in labyrinth. He's in labyrinth. Um, what about Dustin Hoffman? Who is Dustin Hoffman? When, like in 1988. Do we know? So he's done the Graduate. When was the Graduate? 
Way before that. I don't know. What are you looking at? I'm just Googling Dustin Isn't Hoffman. IMDb? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The graduate. The graduate's in 1967. Um, yeah. So, Tootsie is in 82. So, yeah. Dustin Hoffman's just a known by then. He's what? He's a known. By 88? Known. Yeah. I mean, like, because The Graduate was in Oh, he's, he's unknown? A space You known. should just say well-known. <laughs> Especially because there's a term when and acting as unknown. Yeah. <laughs> he's a... No, no, stop. Known actor. <laughs> he's well known. <laughs> he's well known by then. Okay. Did the did the graduate win an Academy Award? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let's find out. I'm on it anyway. But so I don't know. It's just kind of I don't. I mean, I don't know because I wasn't really cognizant at the time. But this is a pairing where I can expect people were like, "Yes, I'm so excited!" Like I was always so excited to have Robert Redford and Brad Pitt in a movie together. But that's just because they always looked alike to me. But I'm Wait, just thinking, like, you Brad put Tom Cruise and, and Dustin and Hoffman in. Brad Pitt and, and Robert Redford always looked alike to me. Huh. But anyway, I was thinking, like, this is one of those, like, mashups that maybe people were excited about. But I don't know. Tim, you were, you're obvious, like, we talked about, you're older than us. Did, um, did you see this, like, young? When no, did you see this? I don't. I wasn't watching movies like that when I was around that age i wasn't no interested in nothing like that i was watching shoot 'em up movies and cartoons i wasn't i'm pretty sure i saw it on cable i saw it but i wasn't it wasn't something i was like leaping out to see we watched it a lot no yeah Celia's household must have been really they're on watching all these intellectual movies this is an intellectual movie (laughs) in a way yeah huh it won best director it won four things didn't it i think it was best picture best screenplay best actor for dustin hoffman that's maybe Golden Globes. I'm looking here, and I could be. Uh, oh, we're talking about The Graduate, right? No, no, I was talking about <laughs> what we're reviewing. Anyway, I know we're running late. If- People getting punchy. That's uh, <laughs> sorry, go, Bethany. We're gonna get into favorite things. Yeah. Oh, we didn't do that yet. I just I already did my favorite things. Hey, I'm gonna get Taco Bell when I when I drop you off. Oh, all right. So my favorite thing. <laughs> My favorite thing was probably, I don't know, Dustin Hoffman. I thought it was, it was really great, really transformative performance. Um, I've always liked Dustin Hoffman. And it was, I think, the big, even as a kid when I watched it, this was the big takeaway was how good he was in it. Yeah, I agree. Kendon, so, what's your favorite thing? Oh, for the, the fish sticks. <laughs> Clever. Bam, now you have a <laughs> question. Was um the line in um, Tropic Thunder a reference to this movie yes. or Sling Bride? No, it was a reference to Sean Penn. In I Am Sam. Okay. Yeah. I am Sam. And then but they did talk about this one because Dustin Hoffman got the um Oscar for it, but he didn't go full. No. Because he was a savant. Yeah. Gotcha. Um but yes, yeah, so it is mentioned in it. Yes. My favorite thing is the sibling bond. I'm just oh, like, all about the bond. Family. About family. They didn't have a bond. They're creating a bond. By the end, they're, well, it's kind of funny, right? By the end, it's starting to have a bond, but like, it was pretty funny because Tom Cruise is like, goodbye. And Raymond had just like already left. <laughs> to call no. him back. Well, and this, <laughs> but he is, did a, start like, this is a real Charlie, thing. My main man. Right. There is a. Uh, an aspect of not at all creating emotional 
um, connections with autism, right? Mm-hmm. So it I'm very yes, likely will be one direct unidirectional. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's what they were saying to him. And I mean, it's not completely right. Like he's remembering things. He's laughing at his jokes. And then he does start spelling out his name and calling him his main man. But yeah. And I think actually that makes sense. You need to build your way, your way into their world. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's got his rituals or whatever. So if you become one of his rituals, that then means that you, he values you in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if, you know, he asks you if you take prescription medications. Yeah. That means he likes you. <laughs> I didn't get why. I don't know. So, they so, didn't never explain that, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he's been in an institution his whole life. That would so make sense. He might be like, are you... <laughs> you cool? <laughs> what are Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are you here for? Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's my favorite thing. Huh? Kendon, you didn't say what your favorite thing was. The fish sticks. fish sticks. Oh, yeah, the fish sticks. Yeah. Do you like fish sticks? <laughs> are you a mm-hmm. gay fish? <laughs> I'm a lyrical genius. <laughs> Okay. I'm the voice of my generation. <laughs> we have gone crazy at Clips Out We're loopy. We're loopy. We're punchy, like Tim says. All right, friends, hopefully you enjoyed this week's episode on the Rain Man. And on Rain Man. The Rain Man is Sean Kemp. This is just Rain Man. Oh, that's right. We were going to talk about that. Hopefully you enjoyed Rain already. Man. No. How about the Rain Man movie? That, nah. That's proper. Just the movie Rain Man. That works too. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week when, Kendon, what will we be? We'll be back. <laughs> oh, this is- oh. Oh.